This fall, Walk with the King podcast is walking through a new three-part series focusing on three distinct parts of the Bible, Deuteronomy, Psalm 107, and Ephesians chapter 1. It's a fresh transition to a very special series we're planning for the month of November. Until then, stay tuned, and thank you for listening. And hello again, radio friends. How in the world are you? Doing all right? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. Nice to be back with you. Come with me again, if you will, please, to Psalm 107. We got, the last time we were together, we reached into verse 13. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. We're talking about how and when people pray and what happens. First of all, when you leave God out of your life, it's a lonesome, aimless, non-related kind of a way. There's no satisfaction for your soul, and you finally give up. That is the profile of trying to live without God. The second section of the psalm talks about what happens when we reject God's will. Because it says, they uh, rebelled against the words of God and refused the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down, there was none to help. Now there are two sets of results from refusing to obey God's will. One is your own feeling about things. They sit in darkness and in the shadow of death being bound in affliction and iron. There is a feeling of being hemmed in, closed in, not being able to get anywhere, and everything seems dark around you. This is the ultimate result of disobeying God. Not that he has forsaken you. People write to me and say, Dr. Cook, has God forgotten about me? Has he forsaken me? Is he mad at me? No. No. But when you go into a room and close the door, you shut out the light. And when you close the door of your life to the will of God, you shut out his light. And so it says they sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. Then the other set of results from disobeying God is the force of circumstances. Things seem to work against one. He brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord. Being out of the will of God results, it does seem, in circumstances turning against me. And I can't tell you how that is. I only know that 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 is exactly what... uh, What happens? The psalmist said, When I kept silence, my bones, even my bones, waxed old through my roaring all the day long. Then I said, I will confess my iniquities to the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. He said, Everything worked against me when I tried to have it my own way. Oh, beloved, I hope that you and I have learned that lesson. For me to say no to God results in darkening my life, and for me to say no to God results in in circumstances working against me in spite of my best. Would you remember that? And the next time you have the, the temptation to go it your own way instead of saying, Yes, Lord, 
Just remember that if you close the door, you darken the room of life, and circumstances begin to work against you instead of for you. Now, the other side of the coin is true also. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, said our Savior, and all these things shall be added unto you. God makes things work for you. Even troubles, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. God makes things work for you, my dear friend, when you trust him and obey him. Have you learned that precious lesson of grace? Oh, make it part of your life today. He said he brought them out then, out of darkness and the shadow of death, and broke their bands in sunder. When you say yes to God, he turns on the light, and he sets you free to do his will. Now again this refrain in verse 15, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. That sounds like the words to a very good chorus. I wish somebody would write a chorus with those words. They sound pretty singable, don't they? If I were a musician, I'd try it, but I'm not, so I won't. (laughs) Now what next? It says, He hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord, in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Key word in all of this is fools. Now, the Bible uses this word for someone who will not allow God into his life and will not listen when he's corrected by the Lord. He he says uh, there is no hope Solomon says this several times in in the book of Proverbs. There just isn't any hope in trying to correct a fool. A foolish son is the heaviness or heavy-heartedness of his mother. He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. He said, Answer a fool according to his folly, but answer him not according to his folly, lest he turn again and rend thee. All the way through the book of, of Proverbs, he, uh, he talks about people who just refuse to learn from God. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly. Uh, the, uh, the folly of the foolish The foolishness of fools, there it is. The foolishness of fools is folly. Just all you have to do, that which is in the midst of fools is made known. You you got it all the way through. And of course, in the Psalms, you have this, this statement, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. Now in Hebrew, you don't have the verb form there, there is. So actually, if you were to translate it literally, it would read like this, the fool hath said in his heart, no, God. So that I think just to to define it generally, this whole idea of uh, of foolishness derives from the tendency of the human heart to say no to God and no to the lessons 
that he wants to teach us. And so, as a result, what happens is, there are two things that occur then in the life of one who says no to God. And they are, they are described by the word transgression, which means step across the line and deliberate disobedience, and iniquity, which means a residential kind of evil that grows in the soul. Iniquity is something that dwells inside of you. Transgression is something that you do. The result then of disobeying or excluding, I think is the word, excluding God from my life is that not only, as we saw in the previous passage, it's darkened, but there now has these two kinds of evil in the life, transgressions and iniquities. Not only that, but over in Romans 1, it says, because they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate, a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness and so on. So that's the, that's the picture. Now, what happens? Well, what happens is you get sick of it. You get sick of it. I never saw a chronic sinner who was really happy in his sin. You look around you now and see, does sin really make one happy? No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Uh, old people who get old and wicked are unhappy people. And so it says, their soul abhorreth all manner of food. They draw near unto the gates of death. Nothing really satisfying, nothing really makes you happy. You're sick of the whole business. That's what happens when the heart says no to God. Well, what's the answer? Cry to God. Pray. They cry unto the Lord in their trouble. It said, and he saveth them. Now, how did he do it? He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Strangely enough, if you will pray and then turn to the word of God, you'll find that it has a healing effect in your mind and heart, and emotions. Now, I know some of you have gone through very deep sorrows in the last year or two, and I'd just like to suggest this. When, when sorrow and the bitterness that you feel at being deprived of that loved one, a husband or a wife or a son or daughter, whatever it is, when sorrow and the bitterness of it rolls over your heart, you can't control it, you didn't seek it, you didn't plan it, but all of a sudden, there it is. First of all, cry out to God. Say, Lord, this is how I feel right now. And second, open the word of God and let his word begin to heal your mind. I know for a fact that that's so. I, whatever I tell you, I've been there. And I know that this works. First pray, then listen to God's word in the stillness of your own soul. And you'll find that there's a healing quality in it. And instead of being sick of life and instead of, of being overwhelmed with the, with the burden of your own sorrow and bereavement or disappointment or the bitterness of having been betrayed by wife or husband or child, whatever it may be, or the bitterness of having been outfoxed in the, in the business jungle and someone else has taken your job away and you're bitter about it, oh, instead of feeling all of that, First, cry out to God and then listen to him in his word. Open your Bible and read it 
and weep over it, and let your tears fall on its pages, and let the Holy Spirit of God speak to you. And I can guarantee you, beloved, you're going to start to be healed in your mind and in your heart and in your feelings. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Isn't that beautiful? Now remember what Bob Cook has told you today. When the sorrows of life hit you and when the results of your own foolish uh, rebellion against the will of God catch up with you, don't give up. Don't give up on God and don't give up on yourself. Instead, turn to God in prayer and then turn to his word and let him speak to you by his blessed Holy Spirit and let the healing power of God's word deal with your mind. Oh, what a precious, satisfying experience that is. Now let's pray. Dear Father, today, help us to say yes to thy will. Help us to cry out to thee in prayer and help us to listen to thy word. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.